in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the Amazon original animated series, Invincible. This is, of course, created by Robert Kirkman, who some of you might know as also the creator of The Walking Dead. Uh, and this is kind of a new take on uh, the comic book series that he's of the same name, Invincible. This is the first kind of full big screen animated version of that. Uh, we had eight episodes that premiered on Amazon Prime. And so we're going to talk about that today. It's, it's you know, thinking we've been really dealing with the, the MCU as kind of the kingpin for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, DC still trying to catch up. There's are these other properties that are really you know, showcasing other sides to the genre that is superhero. Uh, you know, Taylor, you and I uh, have really been big fans of The Boys recently, Absolutely, also yeah. on Amazon, also based off a graphic novel, uh, which has a lot of kind of parody takes on some of the superheroes, but still has a lot of those tropes, a lot of those common, you know, things you think about of what what is it like to be someone with that kind of power and godlike and the responsibility you have as both the hero and how that easily could turn into a villain. A lot of those common themes we see and this is another show that has a lot of parallels to uh superheroes that we're used to but kind of has its own spins and own kind of fun things so before we continue of course this is going to be a spoiler review so here is your spoiler warning there it is you've been there warned so <laughs> if you've not seen the actual this is the first season we're talking about this premiered if you haven't actually seen it all uh, we will be talking about a few spoilers here, so if you don't want it ruined, stop in the name of love. Go <laughs> watch Invincible on Amazon Prime and then come back and listen to our review. So, Taylor, uh, what was this series like for you just starting off? You know, I didn't know really much about it at all, apart from I knew that the guy who did Walking Dead also wrote this, and it was a new show, and it was going to be based on superheroes. That's all I really knew, so I was kind of excited to check this out. How was it like for you? I mean, I, I actually came in pretty blindly. I just, you know, oh, cool. I was like, hey, Chris, let's check this out. I'm I'm loving the content that all these streaming services are coming out with, especially I would say Netflix and Amazon both are creating some, you know, top-notch, you know, programs. So knowing what they did with the boys, I was like, oh, cool, another superhero. What I got, I was just blown away. I did not expect um, this kind of show. And, you know, we talk about the boys you know the boys is very can be very graphic and again it's it's a realistic um you know it's a it's a live action medium but with this um animated i think the gore factor and the the epic proportions of just the intensity of what superheroes are truly or could be capable of had they be in real life i think it's just to the max so if you if you enjoyed the boys uh, and you know, you thought maybe the gore is too much. This is a lot. So it was very, you know, no knowledge to this, but I was just blown away by right off the bat, like episode one, I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, but I was, I was loving it. What I was really excited about before even watching it was looking at all the credits of the voice cast for this pro- property right, right away. We've got also, uh, Steve, Steven Ewan, 
uh, who, of course, we're talking about Walking Dead, you know, a big part of that, uh, Glenn, and uh, thinking this for Negan, uh, took him out, spoiler warning, uh, a couple seasons ago, because he wouldn't have gone on to do big and great things like this, which is, you know, pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, this is a crazy, crazy show. Um, what about you? What was your first initial reaction when you watched that first episode? Well, the first thing I really connected with was it reminded me of the superhero cartoons I watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like like the Justice League and Batman? Well, like, yeah, like Justice League, uh, the X-Men show, Spider-Man, uh, you know, the Batman animated series. It had a lot of that to it. And this isn't to sound like as a put down, but it looked overall like at the beginning kind of low budget to me. I, it's I would not agree. a fully it's it's an animated show and they really do. They take their time to really play with it when it comes to the action. And yes, the gore can get we'll, we'll talk about that more as we go along. But like just in the simple scenes of like, you know, our main character, Mark, talking to his parents, talking to kids at school, I was kind of like, oh, it kind of makes me feel like we're back in the 90s watching shows where it wasn't a lot of money put towards like full facial features yeah. and talking or like even we're used like, to now, you know, even like to the kind of the direct to video releases of like sequels yeah. to like Disney and all those other animated mm-hmm. movie properties. You're right. Where there's definitely a difference and you can see the style and you're right. So yeah, it was definitely, I think, <laughs> I think the money wasn't into the style, but I think that kind of lends itself to, you know, what, it kind of really contrasts well with the themes and the gore compared to everything else. So I think that kind of like, it puts you off a little bit, not in a bad way, but a little bit like, Oh, you don't expect what's going to happen. As yeah. You're this. Because really the, the story is the, the main story mm-hmm. of invincible is a kind of, you know, a, a, a tale told once or twice before. It's not yeah. something that's so uncommon. You know, this main story really is that, we have Nolan, who is his alter ego is Omni Man, mm-hmm. and he's really like this world Superman, and he's the leader of this group called the the Guardians, essentially. Well, yeah, and of kind the of globe, honor, kind of an honorary member. Yeah, but he's he's like. Well, I kind of count him as the leader, being the way that they kind of developed in that first episode. Yeah, and he really is like the most strongest person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a son named Mark, who hasn't got his powers yet. And now he's starting to get his powers. So it's it's a very typical story of that kind of like, you know, the, you know, we need an origin story for Invincible. And this is kind of the origin season of him getting to start to have powers, how to control and use those powers. And then, of course, understanding that as we, you know, the famous line from Spider-Man that we mm-hmm. love, you know, with great power comes great responsibility and seeing how that can get twisted depending on who your allegiance is to. And, you know, of course we get into some bigger revelations as the season goes along. But the first, the whole first like episode, I was like, okay, there's some of these weird characters, like, you know, the, the blue twins who kind of like keep cloning each other. And, you know, I'm like, oh, so there's action. Uh, there's, you know, we got the story of this young kid who's, he's kind of the, you know, he's got a few friends, but he, he wants the girl and he's kind of picked on. He needs, you know, we're waiting for him to have that power moment. And then it really kind of plays off in just kind of like a simple first episode. And then it was weird to me how it was edited and that the episode ends, but it doesn't. We get some credits, but then we go into a final scene. And this was the scene where it really was my jaw hit the floor 
this is where Omni Man goes insane yeah. and kills the rest of the team. And doesn't just kill, he literally no, obliterates mames, them. Obliterates. I mean, to the point where it was it was almost humorous because I think, you know, right now you look at okay, think of like the the current DC movies, right? Look at mm-hmm. the Snyder cut we just watched. It doesn't feel like Superman would go up to like Aquaman and punch him and his head would implode. Like Aquaman would probably be able to absorb the hit. Eventually, I'm sure Superman could kill him or like his laser beams. But like it was the fact that Omni Man would like just like slice someone and like their head would like implode in blood and gore. He could punch through people. I mean, so much. And it was like, it was that initial kind of head squeeze to the flashlight character. Yeah. And then just like all the people like, what did you do? I know and what is going on. Here. Yeah. Like, and so of course you're thinking in your head, okay, is he a villain? Is he being mind controlled? What's going on? Of course, that's a huge twist. Cause you think this is a trustworthy guy. Also, he's the father of our main character. Yeah. So that was a very unique thing. And I gotta say, you know, as much as Steven does a great job in this, really a pivotal role is Nolan slash Omni-Man. And of course, getting J.K. Simmons to do this, you know, a man who's done so many tips, different types of characters. Uh, Both live action and animated. And, and voice, animated voice before, quite a bit. He does a great job in this, of really having that kind of stern, master-like character, but also when he's aggressive and he's really like in the moment, oh. it's terrifying, you know? Oh, it's absolutely. creepy. So yeah. <laughs> it definitely got me hooked. And I was like, okay, I'm excited to see where this goes. I will say the flaw of this show for me is although throughout the eight episodes, there is the overall arc of Mark kind of discovering his arc of Mark. I like that. The arc of Mark, (laughs) um, understanding what his name will be starting to be okay. Obviously my powers are very similar to my father's who's passed them down through me. What it means to be a hero. Like, am I going to be, am I going to live up to that legacy of my father? As much as that is a great overall arc to the, the story. The thing for me was it was episodic in a way, or like it was kind of like Saturday morning cartoon. Who's and that each episode from, it was like, who was the villain of the week? Mm-hmm. Who are these new characters? Who's this guy? Oh, now we have another bad guy. Oh, now we have some other mega mind. It was like, they kept trying to pile in more and more mm-hmm. that some did touch on elements that affected season one. But I feel like they're, they're really pinpointing a lot of these little like puzzle pieces that will go into future seasons. Yes, I of, agree. You know, and and you know, especially with some of these characters coming on, you know, later episodes and even into the finale. Yeah, but I mean, you, you really did say. I mean, look, we have a dynamite cast here. I mean, Sandra O oh as Debbie Grayson, the mom, was yeah. great. Uh, Zizi Betts as Amber. You got Gray Griffin, who who is a mainstay in animation. I mean, Azula in Avatar, right there. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Uh, it's Walton Goggins, who we love, great character actor here as Cecil. Uh, Jillian Jacobs, you know, from Community, Adam and uh, Adam Eve. Andrew Reynolds, Broadway legend into Girls and to many other properties. And of course, as kind we've of the got, best friend. On top of Stephen Yeun, we've got some other Walking Dead alum, Lauren Cohen, uh, Ross mm-hmm. Marquand, who is an amazing yeah. uh, voice actor. Um, <laughs> Jason Manzukas. Jason Manzukas in there yeah. as Rex. Loved him. Zachary Quinto as Robot. Oh, yeah. Michael Cutlets, another mm-hmm. Walking Dead alum. Um, yeah, just, just Mark Hamill yeah, comes yeah, Mark, in here. Oh yeah, Mark, another alum. And we also get a little bit of Zeth Rogen, which another another great superhero property. Yeah, that there was a lot. Of. I mean, John John Ham, Marshall, Mar, um, sorry, Maharshala Ali. I said that yeah. Wrong. So it really was impressive that 
you know, they had quite a stellar cast throughout the, the, the show. And it doesn't come off in any same, you know, way of like, oh, there's that voice. It all played into who they played. And I liked, you know, the, the roles that, and, it, and there are like, you know, it's kind of the idea of if this original team has been destroyed, there's kind of like the young Avengers, kind of like a younger, more of Mark's age group mm-hmm. with the people that he knows that are like, can he's not the new guardians. But the problem was there was moments where like the robot character played by Zachary Quinto. I was like, so wait, is he a good guy or a bad guy? It was, that was yeah, well, confusing. Was Of course he has his face. that's just so creepy. So you're like, mm-hmm. I'm, and Zachary Quinto plays, and I, I I know he's in amazing work, especially with the Star Trek films, but I identify him so much in Heroes, which he did another superhero when he played Siler. So he has that just that really good like villain persona. So I think that was the really kind of weird arc and throughout the show, like what's his angle? Because we're still trying to figure out what's Omni Man. What's has, is he mind controlled? You know what's happening. So yeah, that that was a weird weird thing. But it's also kind of funny how Ross Marquand's actually played a couple of characters, and he ends up playing, um, you know, the same character, but like in as a young young boy, which they changed his voice. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, um, but you know, the animation, although although yes, there's times where I'm like, I think it's because I'm just so used to nowadays, especially we're so just you know bombarded with these 3d computer animated you know Mm -hmm. where everything is so emotive um you know you see every detail this harkens back like i said to that kind of more 90s style and it really kind of it it pays well to that kind of more superhero shows of our of our youth where you know you were there to watch you'd see the iconic characters you'd see the costumes and the you know the places they go to locations and you didn't need them to be like fully animated when they're talking but they really do put a lot of the detail in the fights. And, you know, a great thing about this show is because there's so many superhero types and also supervillain types, it makes for a lot of great fun. And it really is like some great uh, action sequences, a lot of fun, either the powers they have or if they have like great tech. But it's also like those moments where really thinking of like, okay, if someone is of superhuman strength, or has these superpowers taken it to the limit, it would become the, the point of a very gory situation. Yeah. And we get that a lot in the show. So just going into the gore here for a second. <laughs> um, it was nothing to the point where it was like, it didn't ever seem like over the top just to be grotesque or something. It really all played into the story. It did. It did serve the story well, and it wasn't too grotesque, but it was enough that you're like, every time like certain moments happened, especially the beginning and then towards the finale, they're they're eye popping moments, <laughs> and some you know eye pops out here and there too. But uh, it was definitely like hits you like wow, like it really stands out against the animation. You're like wow, it's like this is nuts. Well, even like Mark, you know, so Mark's. He, he takes on the moniker of invincible. This is, mm-hmm. he's like, well, from what my dad's telling me, based off my heritage of this planet that I'm, you know, part from, then I would, you know, he's like, you will live longer than anyone you know. You will, you're, you, it takes a lot to kill you. You're, you're you know, again, that kind of Superman story where on our planet, uh, you know, you're much stronger than most people. So he takes on the, you know, I'm going to take on, oh, what's your superhero name? Invincible. And he, of course, he's so excited for it. He, he loves it. But there's that first moment 
about middle of the series where he really takes a bad beating. And it's the fact that that big, you know, tiger looking uh, oh, yeah. white lion thing was like, big the, it was like a tiger Thor with his giant. The like, fact mace. that, you know, that, that was a really cool action sequence up in this kind of, you know, uh, mob kind of uh, the penthouse, if you will. But the fact that even though he's invincible, he still bleeds, of course. And so it was, just, it was interesting the way they kind bleed? of animated, like, yeah. When like the thing, he hit him with the mace and like, and really did major damage to him. And like, he still, you know, spewed out so much blood and, and then him having to kind of like rest and get better. And then, you know, leading really into this, this whole ending sequence of, you know, I think all of us were maybe hoping that, oh, maybe something, someone is controlling Omni-Man or maybe there's some dark plot afoot. And it just kind of, you, you, you have to kind of like, you look at the show and go, oh, they're really kind of playing towards those moments where, yes, he's from a different planet, but it's a very human feeling to me, the way that he kind of expresses like, look, even though I've had a whole life with you and your mother, I'm from this planet and this is my my duty. And yeah, this is why I was born, you know, it's, it's very, remin- for, very reminiscent you know? of Superman with Zod and and all that. So I thought yeah. that was so that was kind of the cool trope. And then that really ends and shows that this kind of story is not just about what it means to be here, but what it means to be human about humanity. And it's worth, and it's shown like, like, and again, a very brutal, bloody ending, um, you know, towards this end, but it was good. God though, that, that last episode when, you know, we, we knew that the buildup was, you know, okay, we've gotten to the point where Mark is gonna, is gonna hear. And that was a kind of, you know, going back one episode, thinking of, of seven, it was quite a funny sequence when we got the immortal back for all of about three minutes. And he's like, where is he? I want to kill Omni. <laughs> I will then, find him. Then he gets punched in the stomach and it's like dead a second time. Yeah. But Mark seeing that and the whole world seeing that, you know, again, I love when shows we set, we had that in the Falcon and the soldier when, you know, thinking of in a, in the day and age where everyone has a cell phone, everyone's constantly looking at screens. It's not going to be difficult to think that someone would be filmed. But when, you know, Mark kind of gets to, to understand what his dad's whole life plan has been in the situation and that Earth is just a place to be conquest. You know, it's not, you know, he's like, you're going to outlive all these people. They're just there's buckets of meat. And yeah. to kind of teach him, you know, him thinking, oh, you go to the extreme where, OK, if you're not seeing my side, then I'll just show you the hard way. And I mean, like there was that one sequence where. They get down on the train <laughs> and he's like, I have to show you holds him as the train's coming. And of course, you know, they're like, like Mark's trying to stop it. And it's just literally, it was meat hot pockets for like <laughs> hundred people. Oh it was just God. like, guts, 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 guts. And it was just like, I mean, I remember going, holy shit. I mean, brutal, brutal, brutal. And that's just, mm. you know, tip of the scale in terms of all the stuff in the show. But I did like that. It kind of did come down to, you know, Mark did his best, but as he's laying there bloody and beaten and he's not going to be able to stand up to his father, at least in that moment, what saves him realistically is there is a small moment where Nolan has a memory of his son playing baseball and kind of understanding from his wife that, you know, this is what it means to be human. These mm-hmm. moments where you share with one another something you laugh, something you remember about. It's actually that moment that 
for that split second, it makes Nolan decide I will spare him and I will leave, uh, which was a great way, I think, to one, not kill off. You know, we want to see him back, whether still as a villain or whatever, or as Mark to come back stronger. But it was a great like, all right, this was uh, the showdown number one. Uh, clearly, Omni-Man is still stronger, but doesn't mean that he's going to be the strongest forever. And Mark seems to be someone that the more he takes, the stronger he gets. I feel like he that's le- a big part of his, yeah. his arc as Invincible, is that he really is invincible in my mind. It's just that he still has a lot to learn. Um, so that was very powerful to me that they kind of left it. It was like a you know middle of the episode. It wasn't some big like victory either way. It was a victory for the dad, but at a at a crossroads moment where he was like, am I actually going to go as far as to kill my son who is technically part of my bloodline of this planet, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was very interesting. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's a show that kind of, I feel like if you're in it for a show that has a bunch of superheroes and it's just set in a superhero world, you will love it for that. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a show that's set kind of that 90s style, uh, you know, classic little throwback to your youth throwback animation. You'll enjoy it. And then if you're someone that kind of likes uh, more of a, a really, you know, more of like an emotional story set in a superhero world and seeing again, that human element that is in all of us and how it affects both heroes and villains, then I think this is going to be a good show for you as well. So, I mean, there's a lot to like here. Yeah, it's a very irreverent and dark, almost horrific take mm-hmm. um, on where I think shows like The Boys, it's a little bit more, you know, comical. This is a little bit more, a bit darker at times, and it is a very adult story coming of age. And it's left with a lot of really open-ended questions. And, you know, we already know right off the bat that they've re- greenlit it for a second and third season. Which, again, being comics, there's a lot of stories to tell. But, you know, reading up on a little bit of the show, I did hear, you know, they've kind of upped the timetable. And a little fun thing about Amazon uh, Prime, when you watch stuff, they always have those little fun facts. And a lot of these little uh, stories that have happened, these episodes, some of them don't happen until much later in the comics. So it's very interesting to see how they kind of up the timetable for a lot of it. I think that's what you were talking about earlier, how there's a lot of this stuff going on. But I think to the story, they're trying to kind of serve that. But... It leaves you with a lot to come up with. And and one thing was very interesting to see um, with, like, Mark's character was he kind of has this, like, berserker mode where he, like, he like literally, like, I'll kill it. You know, he, like, so it's going to be interesting to see, like, maybe he gets a little, little darker, you know, because he, again, he has this alien bloodline. Um, so that's going to be interesting. But, uh, yeah. I also wonder right. if they're going to go, if they're going to go to that planet, you know. You know, now we, we, we kind of got, that was kind of fun, too, that Mark, is he's learning his powers is taught, you know, you can't breathe in space. You have to hold your breath, but Mm -hmm. there's these scenes where he's on the moon chatting with Seth Rogen's alien character and they're just sitting on rocks and he's like totally fine. So I do wonder if, you know, we obviously know that this plan on Omni man's planet is, you know, they've sent out people to different planets and the different galaxies to take them over for the ultimate empire. If, Will that send an army of a bunch of Omni-Man-like heroes that then come to Earth and Mark and his fellow superheroes will have to defend it? Or are they going to go to that planet in a situation? There, there really is a, a, a lot left to, to think about. And there are still these, you know, 
on earth bad guys where you know we still have those blue twins that like to you know the cloning process and they're they're still kind of scheming and you know these mob bosses that know quite a few characters not a lot of characters died in the end that were still villainous and even though we kind of are led to somewhat trust him there is still something i think dark and sinister coming with cecil uh you know who's kind of running this whole government agency with these these kind of cool soldiers that can kind of camo come in and out you know very quickly and there's still a lot to go on and i think they probably did have to boost a few things from future you know parts of the comics because there was always the case that they only got the one season you know yeah nowadays with streaming a lot of things get greenlit for more seasons but they probably were thinking well we have to do what we can for a solid first season and then if we get to do more, we can really maybe take it slower in certain areas. But. Flesh out a little bit more of like the main storyline or kind of maybe trim trim up a bit, you know, things like that. But yeah, yeah. there's a there's a lot still to unpack. And I think they left it in those great little montages at the end where, okay, this is what happened to some of these other characters. And they even had these little aliens that invade Earth many times over and yeah. uh, they're plotting uh, to come back, so I really liked um, I liked that scene where they just kept coming back. And like they keep learning and adapting, so it was just yeah, so yeah. But just what a what a show! I'm I'm really glad we we checked this out. I was I'm I'm a fan for sure, and I cannot wait to see you know what they have in store next. Yes, indeed, uh, fun show. So if you listen to this podcast and you have not watched the show and we just spoiled it for you well we warned you yeah but if you uh have watched invincible of course want to watch it again it is now streaming on amazon prime and that was this week's potential pick thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.